Welcome to the Unomas Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Kay. Do you find yourself looking for business and marketing advice to help you achieve your goals? Do you find yourself stuck and overwhelmed wondering what methods you can use to scale your business? What strategies should you use to grow your social media influence? And how can you leverage collaborations with some of the industry's most successful and influential entrepreneurs to build brand awareness? With over 13 years as a multipreneur, brand and social media strategist and coach, I invite you to join thousands of other listeners and me each week in elevating your brand, business, and life. With a foundation of faith and talking all things productivity, social media, business strategies, marketing, and growth, I help you pursue your God-given purpose and redefine success by creating a wildly successful, sustainable, and profitable digital-based business. But that's not all. Enjoy my collaborative conversations and interviews with industry-leading entrepreneurs to hear the best kept secrets and learn the skills and tactics they use so you can tackle your biggest goals along the way. The Uno Mas podcast is here to inspire you to dream, think, and do big. Stop feeling overwhelmed, confused, and stuck at a standstill and start feeling confident, productive, and fueled with purpose in your life and business again. Today, we're rolling up our sleeves and forming the foundation for a strong content framework. It's not just about throwing posts out there. It's all about building a digital presence with strategy, purpose, and authority. From understanding the difference between what a content framework is and a strategy to forming the five essential elements to success. Today, I'm going to cover it all in a very simple, applicable way for you to take and implement immediately in your business. Whether you are a seasoned content creator or you're just starting to build your empire from, say, like the kitchen table, who knows? I was there once. Today's episode is your guide to crafting a content framework that resonates, engages, and converts. You know the drill. Let's go ahead and dive right in. I am speaking with you all about a content framework and really how to get started. And you really do need a content framework to begin. So what exactly is a content framework? Well, first and foremost, it is like the foundation. It is the bones of everything that you do in regards to your content. It is the map. It is the guideline. It is the systems and procedures of how you go about creating and executing and delivering the content that you're going to be putting out there. And you need a framework. You need a system in place, a process in place in order for you to really create the best content that you could possibly create for your audience. But there's a couple pieces that go into the framework. And let me differentiate one thing, and that is the strategy. A lot of people believe that strategy is the framework. No, strategy aligns with the framework. So you have the framework in place and then you use the strategy to execute what your framework is and to push your content so that it scales, so it's optimized, so it connects, so you end up converting more sales and blah, 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 blah. So whatever your goals are, that's you know really what your strategy is in place in order to help you fulfill those goals. So What are some things that you need in place for your framework to work and for you to be the most efficient when it comes to creating content on any and all social media platforms? Well, 
I'm going to touch on some of these and I'm going to go a little bit deeper in others. So the first one is your audience. You hear this all the time. If you are a content creator, if you are an entrepreneur, if you are a business owner, one of the first things that we need to be very, very clear on is our audience and our audience personas. One of the best things that I love to do, and mind you, this is something that you want to reevaluate every six months to a year. That doesn't mean that you change your audience every six months to a year. It just means reevaluate. Is what you're doing online truly connecting with the person you intend to really connect with? Have things shifted in your business? Have services differed? Have products changed to where it might switch up your audience a little bit from time to time. Perfect example. I'm going to use the Stanley Cup situation. Stanley's been around for a century and their primary audience has never been the female mom, the female, you know, go-getter that just needs to drink water on the daily with a really fancy flipping cup. But they recently remarketed their product in order to appeal to a different audience. That is them taking a look at what they're doing and thinking to themselves, we need to make a change. We need to scale a little bit more in order to do that. How are we going to do that? They went in and they reevaluated their audience. They looked at what they were currently doing and saw an area that was quite possibly an area to take a shift in in order to bring in new sales. So when they made that shift in their audience, it wasn't getting rid of what they had done in the past, but it was just making a little shift to tap into a new audience. And sometimes we have to do this with our own. Anyways, let me get back on track here. My point is, is that if we are not clear on our audience, this is definitely an area that we need to spend time on. So I'm going to encourage you to do kind of like a meditation visual experience with yourself. And this is what I do when I'm thinking about my audience persona. Sit in a quiet place, sit by yourself. And I just want you to close your eyes, get quiet, get happy, get comfortable. This can be awkward sometimes though. I'm not going to lie. Get quiet, get comfortable. And just think to yourself, if you were sitting across the table from somebody that would be your ideal consumer, your ideal client. Who is that person? Is it a man? Is it a woman? How are they dressed? Where are you sitting? What's the atmosphere? Is it inside? Is it outside? Is it at a rundown place? Is it at a upscale place? What are they wearing? What kind of music do they listen to? Are they a family person? Are they not a family person? Are they married? Are they not married? What is the type of income they bring in? What is the job that they have? What's the type of car that they drive? Are they educated? Did they go to school? Do they live in suburbia? Do they live in a rural city? Do they live in inner city or like whatever it might be? You want to get very descriptive on who your audience is. Why does this even matter? Because in your content, you are going to use the the way that they speak, their interests, their emotional triggers in order to connect with them, in order to build that relationship with them, in order to strengthen that know, like, and trust that we all know needs to be created online with our people in order for them to even lean in to thinking about working with us, buying from us, and ideally becoming a long-term customer with us. So understanding who your audience is, is the one thing that we need to start with. And the one foundational piece of your 
content framework. Okay. The second thing, which is pretty self-explanatory is just setting your goals and objectives. I go by the smart goal method, which is specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. I feel that that really makes you pull back the layers of your goals and get very specific as to why it is that you're wanting to do it and how it is that you're going to go about doing it. So make sure you're setting your goals and objectives. And then the third thing is your content pillars. So You have heard me talk about this before. A lot of people have different opinions on this. I personally recommend having anywhere from three to five. Here's why. If you're doing a content pillar a day of the week in regards to your content, then you have a lot of room to work with. If you are doing or focusing on a certain content pillar in a um, week, then you have a lot of room to deal with. Like you could do one content pillar one week, the second content pillar, the second week of the month, third content, the third week, and so on and so forth. And then even if you wanted to do a content pillar a month, you have enough content pillars to kind of recycle through. So it's not like too often that you're touching on the same exact thing. You're really hitting different areas in all areas with your audience. Now, if you can really only speak about one to two things and that's really what you want to drive home with your audience, that's perfectly fine. Okay. There's no set rule and regulation that you have to go by. This is just my best recommended tips, okay? And what I have found that not only works for me, but also works for my clients. So sticking with anywhere from three to five content pillars. But Whitney, what is it that I write about? What is it that I talk about? What is it that I speak about in my videos and my written copy and my blogs and my emails? Like, what is it that I do? talk about because if I, you know, have the content pillar of, you know, beauty and and skincare, like that's really broad. Exactly. It is. That's your content pillar. So what's really important is that you need to narrow down the sub pillars of that main pillar that you have. What are some topics that you can talk about? Can you talk about skincare or hair care, scalp health versus facial health? You can talk about aging. I mean, there's so many different things. Another good way to figure out how or what you should be talking about, go to Google do a simple search like of your content pillar content pillar like skincare or beauty and you will see Google pop up with all these different like obviously the articles and the blogs that it's going to recommend that you click on and go read in relation to what you just searched but it's going to list a bunch of questions and those questions are the top searched questions on Google right now related to your content pillar so what you can do is pull subtopics out of that or take those questions and answer those questions as pieces of content for your social media platform. Because if people are searching it and you can answer it, that's a great piece of content that's relevant with what is being searched for today online. So having your content pillars in place is a key part of your content framework because if you don't know what you're going to be talking about, then you can't really be talking about it. So definitely pick apart your content pillars. And I recommend having, so you have like five main general content pillars, right? I recommend having anywhere from five to eight, even 10 subtopics that you can talk about. Now that doesn't mean you're going to be talking about all of those different topics, but it just gives you enough room to speak about really anything in relation to all of that under that main content pillar. And it just, it works. It helps you continuously come up with ideas to talk about rather than feeling like you are like 
scraping for something to talk about and something to put out there. The next thing you want to think about that is very important in regards to your framework and how you're going to be structuring out your content is what platforms are you going to be on? It is so easy in a world where we follow the majority and what everybody else says to do and be and how to go about doing it and being it is that we feel like we have to be all the things on all the places. And um, that's just not what I highly recommend. What I recommend is that you pick what works for you. You pick a platform that you feel like you know, you also feel like you can learn a little bit better, and you also feel like you can improve on a little bit more, and you flip and do it like a boss. Like you do this the best way that you know how. Now, you might have to cut other platforms out. That's perfectly fine. You might have to put more time into one platform and you know not the other. That's perfectly fine. You might say, okay, I'm going to spend 90% of my time on this platform, but I'm still going to keep this one around to kind of like repurpose or cross-pollinate content too. That's perfectly fine. But you want to pick the platforms that you know your audience is going to be on and you want to pick platforms that you feel comfortable showing up on that are going to benefit you and your content and be a part of your content framework so that you know where you're posting and where you're going to be putting most of your effort. So picking the content platforms is key. So you got your content, but well, first of all, you got your audience check. You got your um, goals check. You've got your content pillars check. Now you've got the platforms that you're going to be showing up on check. The next thing is you need to have a system. Okay. The system it can be a uh, content planning where you just plan, it doesn't schedule, it doesn't do anything. You can use platforms like Trello. You can use platforms like ClickUp, Airtable. There's like a bunch of different platforms out there that you can use to just plan your content. Okay. You want to take a system and start mapping out your content. If you've got five content pillars and you're going to do it by the week, like week one is content pillar one. Week two is content pillar two. Week three is content pillar three. Week four is content pillar four. Week five content pillar five. Okay. Now on each day of the week, you take those sub content pillars, the little topics that go a part of that big main topic, and you put them on Monday, you pick one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday, one on Thursday, one on Friday, one on Saturday, and one on Sunday. But that is what you do. So then you've mapped out your entire content, okay? And then you go back in, and this is where you come up with your own system, your own flow of things. Do you write the copy first? Do you, you do write everything? And then you go and take the photos, you shoot the videos, you do everything that you need to do creative-wise. You create the graphics in Canva, whatever, that's fine. But go through and create the pieces of content for each day of each week, however often that looks like for you on whatever platform that looks like for you and map out your entire content plan. Now, it seems like a lot, but it's not when you are strategic and how you go about your time and how you go about executing this process. Because if you have a platform that you can bird's eye view, see everything. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it is going to save you so much time. And you're going to be able to do this in such a short amount of time. Okay. Like I'm talking just a couple hours, you can map out an entire month, if not more of content by doing this. Then what you're going to want to do is once you have your platform and your system in place, you might want to adopt or bring in a second platform or find an all-in-one platform for scheduling out your content. This is where I feel like a lot of people have the goal of like 
doing this type of thing, but then they just, they don't do it. And they're, they're, they're picking up their phone every day and they're like, shoot, I got a post and they're wasting time. Is this you? Like, do you find yourself doing this? Like picking up your phone and like, Oh no, I've got a post today. So you go and find a photo. If you don't have a photo, then you're taking a photo, then you're editing it. And then you're, you know, editing a video within CapCut, and then you're fixing all of it. And then you're writing the caption and then you're going and you're posting it manually on each individual platform. How much time of your day have you now wasted every day? So then how much time in a week have you wasted because we're chasing the posting process on a daily basis rather than being mindful and strategic and aware of the time that we can have and utilize to our benefit in creating processes and developing or using platforms like content planners or content schedulers like later or plainly or plan that or metrical. There's tons of them out there that you can be planning and executing and auto posting your content. I'm telling you, if you're wasting, if you're wasting time doing this every day, I've done it. I know because I find myself doing it still today. Sometimes I will forget to schedule something out and I sit there and I race to get something up in the day and it's good content. It might not be good content sometimes, but I'm just doing it. And then I look back and I'm like, I, I just wasted an hour and a half of my day doing this one simple post. And then what's the most frustrating part is when you post it and it gets like five likes and little to no engagement. Like, I don't know what is up with TikTok right now, but I cannot seem to get over 200 and something pieces of engagement, um, or views on any of my videos. And I know I'm not the only one cause I've heard this from multiple creators, but it's super frustrating. TikTok, can we like fix this problem? And I know, I know I'm going to get some of you that comment and say, it's not TikTok. It's you, it's your content. It, it, it might be, <laughs> it might be. I'll swallow that pill. My content sucks sometimes. Okay. But that's okay. I am a work in progress. Aren't we all? So understanding that you need platforms in place in order to help you execute this process. Figuring that out is a part of your framework. Lastly, is measuring. Okay. You want to be able, a part of your entire framework, you've got all these things in place to be able to execute, create, and push out your content. But now you need a way to track and measure what's going on with your content. Now, each individual platform has the ability to track and measure your analytics and look at your insights and look at everything there. But if you can pick a platform or a system, most of the time this can be achieved by picking a um, social media management platform like later metrical plainly plan that I've just mentioned a bunch of them. You can pick any one of those and they all do have analytics and insights on there to where you can see and track and measure the effects of your content and the return on your invested time. You want to have this in place. You also want to have a system in place to where you check it on a regular basis. I don't want you to be, you know, spending too much time every single day looking at vanity metrics. Maybe this is something that you do at the end of every week and you sit or you hire a VA to go in and take a look at everything and tell you where room for improvement is needed, where you need to be creating more of this content because it seems to be resonating best with your audience, whatever it might be, understanding what your audience is liking and what they're not liking is going to be crucial to the growth of your success and impact online. So this is a very key part of your framework. And then lastly, understanding that this framework, now that it's in place, 
the strategy that you develop to support this framework is really what is going to help you scale and optimize your content to the best that it can be. So now that you have a clear understanding of what your framework is, I want you to sit down and take the time to like really just strategically map this out and like how can you take an idea, walk it through this process to where it is an idea that is formulated into a really cool piece of content that speaks to your audience, that is tied into a key content pillar that answers a key question that your audience is going to be asking, and then is put into a process or a system that is is able to be published out there and hit all the areas that you want to hit online that is that is crucial but then understanding now that you've got this whole framework in place how are you going to strategically grow it and optimize your process and a lot of it takes just practice and a lot of it takes you know refining and defining exactly who it is that you are and your purpose and what it is that you're offering people online and just getting better as time goes on um but more importantly, most of it comes from just being consistent with your efforts and sticking to a system. Okay. When we don't have systems in place, it it can get messy. It can get confusing. I mean, there's a reason why you put your clothes on pretty much the same way every single day. You know, it's a system that you've created yourself. If you tried created for yourself, if you've tried to do it backwards or opposite, it would probably slow you down. It would look messy and you probably look like a darn fool doing it anyway. (laughs) So this is why having a framework in place for your content, is going to be efficient and optimal for your growth in business. So I hope you found this valuable today. If you have any questions, drop them down below and I will be back again next week, friends. Thank you for taking the time to listen to today's episode of Uno Mas podcast. What can you do to help support me moving forward? Well, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform leave a review and a rating because it's your reviews that matter most. And it's your reviews that help us get this show found by new listeners and share this podcast with your friends, family, and followers on all your social media accounts. Tag me, the Whitney K and at Uno Moss podcast for a listener spotlight on our social media accounts.